Uh, welcome everybody to. I just got it. With me in the virtual studio is my cousin from another one of grandmother, Joseph Neal, drinking a Diet Coke. And I am Jason Mark. I am not drinking a Diet Coke because um, I got the vaccine yesterday. I got the vax. I got the poke. I got the stick. I got the stab. And I am feeling like, you know, that stuff that comes out of a dog's butt? Worse than that. But we are still going to do a show because I love you guys. There's nothing I would rather do. I, you chop my leg off while blood spurts from my leg. I'm doing JPC. Because I love you. I love my cousin Joe. And um, Joe, can I ask you a question real quick just to get things started? Sure, Jason Mark. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I, this is not the question. It's when we talk before the show and then we start, it feels like I'm switching modes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like showtime. It's showtime, Jason. I don't know. It, it feels funny. Not that there's anything wrong with Yeah, that. I feel the same way. It's like, turn it on. Boom. Anyway, here's my question. You love Disneyland. Am I right? We've talked about this before and we've talked about talking about it before. Right? You and your wife are on pizza. I love, love Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm sure you probably haven't had a chance to go lately, but I'm sure you're going to go again. Will 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 Giant Baby Christ be indoctrinated, indoctrinated into the into the Disneyland love? Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's that's what I was thinking. Like I'm imagining him going like he goes into third grade and he's like, "Yo, what's up?" And some kids like, "We we went to Disneyland." He's like. Pfft. I've been to Disneyland so time, Minnie Mouse gave me a hand job. You know, he's just like, it's old school, whatever. Old news. <laughs> I just think that's Well, great. I want you to know that there's a, there's a terrible echo here, so I can't. Oh, we forgot to, we forgot to, to, to wait till right. the echo went away. Well, I don't think it's recording, um, but if it is, you know what? Hey, listener, this is, you know, you think doing a podcast is as easy as two dudes show up on a microphone and one dude's drunk and the other dude is not and that's a podcast but uh, there's echoes this is an easy well i'm just gonna sound like a slow idiot and that's kind of you're redundant killing... most idiots are slow you're actually killing... i've heard a lot of really fast idiots they're, they're fucking they were speaking rapid nonsense but I think, yeah. right now i might sound like a slow idiot when i talk about <gasps> hey wait the echoes is gone away that's so how now I won't be as confused. I, I've had a change of heart when it comes to the experiences of kids that aren't making memories. So, you know, kids are oh, yeah, yeah, he's, three years old, yeah. two years old, whatever. Because I remember saying in my self-righteousness as a non-parent, like, why, you even get, why would you even take a kid? I remember being at Disneyland. <laughs> this is me like a grown man. I've got like Mickey Mouse ears and I'm like, all these fucking kids need to get out of my way. This place isn't for little kids. Um, you know. <laughs> I agree anyway, but it's like, why, why are you bringing your little kid here when he, when the kid can't even make a memory, yeah. right? Yeah. I feel so dumb for saying that because it's no. obvious. You don't need to be a parent to understand that why why does it have to be a memory like can't the kid just have a good time exactly <laughs> whether yeah. he remembers it or not yeah yeah quite <laughs> like then you could make the perhaps valid argument that there's a lot of little kids there they aren't having a good time 
yeah, it's like every time Liam Neeson punched somebody in the face, right beforehand, he'll sometimes say, you're not going to remember this, but you're going to enjoy the journey. Boom! That's good. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I want to I ask like you that. about Disneyland. Well, you know that uh, – hey, hey, while we're talking about Disneyland, I, I had to yeah. get this off my chest because I might forget it. We've talked about this on the show before. Um, <laughs> TM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah. Anyway, the – have have I actually – I think that I have talked about this. But there's the Disneyland uh, scavenger hunt oh, yeah? that Laura Pauline and I developed – Oh, okay. To make to make being in line, at, you know, for rides yeah. makes it a little bit more more fun. Sure. You just look for kind of Disneyland archetypes. Okay. Just see if you can guess one. You've been to Disneyland a couple times, right? I've been there once. It was when I was in junior high. The only thing I remember about it is that um, the Mickey Mouse hat I got there, and it wasn't Mickey Mouse hat. It was just a hat. The hat that I got there was a few years later. Stolen from my head when my dad and I went to an outdoor concert with Jefferson Starship. Starship. And, and some drunk girl took it and I just let it go. That's the only that's the only time I've been to Disneyland. I you just let it go? Well, yeah. I mean, she had big boobs, so what am I going to do? Not let it go? I, I, Screech, hey, bitch. Really <laughs> no, I was like, all right, that's gone now. But, he, but So I've been there once. I don't really remember much, but... um. Lately, I've been because Google. When I read Google News, like you click on something, and Google goes, "Oh, you're interested in in that subject, so I'm going to show you news about that subject." So lately, because there was an article about the um, the uh, haunted hotel, not the haunted mansion, but the haunted hotel, and that's what I want to ask you about. But I want you to tell your anecdote first. But lately, uh, Google's been telling me a lot about Disneyland. So please go ahead, tell your because anecdote. of the haunted hotel. Did I hear that right? Yeah, they've learned that you're interested in Disneyland. Well, there was an article about the way they engineered the Hollywood or the haunted hotel or whatever it's called, and it was a yeah, fascinating yeah. read. I just I happened across it and I read great it. Great ride. And then Google is like, "Oh, you like you like Disneyland?" You read one interesting thing, and now it's like, "Hey, Disneyland person, here's some more fucking Disneyland." Exactly. Imagine. Yeah. Got so it. tell your anecdote. Because I will be able to understand, yeah. Well, if you were making this scavenger hunt, and what the scavenger hunt is, what can you spot while you're in line? Sure. You know, and yeah. the, the more items you get, the better, right? Yeah. So we had a few that they're just go-tos, and Laura and I have been to Disneyland together many times. I've, I've, right. I might have lost count. It's probably 10, something okay. like that. All right, yeah. Right? You went there um, right and after I've you got been, married, right? Yeah, I've been there with, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a honeymoon as such. It was sort of like a just, like everybody does this, where you you have your wedding and you're not you don't have enough energy for a honeymoon, so you're like, let's just go and lack someplace, and then we'll do the honeymoon, right? And that's what you guys did with this. Yeah, we did like a mini moon that involved. Yeah. Um, that involved like Solvang and um, and Disneyland and yeah. a couple other things. Yeah. A anyway, what would you guess is on this scavenger hunt list? Well. You know, we like, think it's funny while we're doing it, but on the podcast, it might be underwhelming. Let's see how it goes. Well, like, OK, I'm thinking like they're you're looking for stereotypical mom, dad, two kids. They're both they're all assholes. Um, maybe somebody who can't stop taking pictures. Maybe somebody who's just like totally fucking decked out in every Disneyland thing ever. Maybe a little girl in a Elsa dress. I don't know if Elsa has anything to Disneyland. Probably not. But whatever the fuck she wants. I don't care. Am I? close to the market. Yeah, yeah, you're there. I mean, okay. it's the, the, those are 
those are kind of go-tos yeah. the, like the real easy ones like one of the one of the easiest one is what we call the midget princess okay. the midget princess yeah they're everywhere yeah right? no yeah you're gonna, absolutely. You're gonna see a, you know four or five year old girls just dressed up like you know any given princess yeah yeah so that's easy yeah and they're, we also they're adorable, have one right? the, they're adorable. a tough one but you see it if you will see it yeah if you spend a whole day it is what we call depressed mini and that is a little girl in many mouse ears, yeah, screaming and crying. Okay, so yeah. depressed Minnie is one of them. We have fighting siblings. Okay, yeah. We have what Laura calls inappropriate Disney tits, <laughs> and you see those a lot. Yeah. Normally it comes. Normally it comes with another item on the list, which is heavy metal T-shirt. Okay. But there's always somebody that has a heavy metal t-shirt, and usually yeah. it's some mom that has inappropriate Disney tits that are flopping all over the place. Do you guys, place. like, use a code phrase like, hey, IDT, 3 o'clock, something like that? Don't I look. I like that. Don't look. I'm going to adopt that. Okay. That's anyway, yeah. so we've seen some real egregious inappropriate tits, not for not for family consumption. Well, I've seen inappropriate Disney tits almost take uh, a set of Mickey ears off of a kid's head. Well, don't you think, though? I mean, but we're both... That's we're, another story. We're both, <laughs> we're both, you know, pro-express-yourself guys. I mean, I, sure. I know what you're saying in the context of society, like great big bazongas spilling out of a shirt is not considered family. But on the other hand... Um, Disneyland's it's the most L- family thing possible. Yeah, exactly. And Disneyland Come is in Los Angeles, right? Where big, gigantic, fake-ass boobs is like de rigueur. They're everywhere. It's, it, it, now, they're I just would like to say, when I see inappropriate Disney tits, I'm going to backpedal that. You know what? Why do they have to be inappropriate? I, it's, I feel no. like if you had an, like a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old and this kid saw those tits, it would be distracting, maybe even confusing. Like it really sexualizes the experience okay. more than it already is. By the way, I watched The Little Mermaid again. <laughs> the reason why I bring that up is, yeah, dude, Ariel is like – Hot, like sexually. Are we, are we hot. quoting American Pie here? <laughs> Jesus, which is fine. You remember American Pie? There was a line in American Pie where the guy goes, "Little Mermaid, Ariel, she's so fucking hot." Do you remember that? Really? Yeah. No. And she is. I'm not. You're I'm not just, wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, look, she's, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to like pull directly from American Pie. I just there was this moment when I was watching. Well, first of all, Nathan went to sleep to Little Mermaid because the crab was singing the song and everything was fine. Yeah. And he went to sleep and then I was like, oh, this is this is a really great cartoon. Like these songs are wonderful and they're uh-huh. emotional and it tells the story well. Yeah. And I just watched this documentary called Howard about the guy that the guy that wrote those songs and okay. songs to many other uh, stage plays and everything. He was great. Very talented guy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, this is wonderful. And then there are moments in there where, first of all, she's kind of like scantily clad. I was fucking flat out, and maybe this is exactly what the guy from American Pie said, but I was like flat out turned on. I'm like, this is Ariel is sexy as hell. Yeah, yeah, she's got the and, hair, uh, she's got so, the curves. Yeah, absolutely, she's got the button nose. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It, it's not. There's like almost nudity there. Like, uh-huh. 
a couple of times anyway. Well, it's you know what it, it doesn't, is. It doesn't cross the line. I want to I want to take you back to the inappropriate, like you know, floppy tits that you can't you can't not think about. Okay. Sex. Okay. If you're a pubescent male or a grown man. Okay. Um, and and so those those boobs you will see at Disneyland. Right. Right. And I could still make the argument it's a bit much for a family atmosphere. Okay. Maybe it's just really super sexualized. But is it on purpose too? That's the thing you okay, can okay. tell. It's, this woman is really like this is this is about the tits. She's yeah. made it about the tits. Sure. Now I'm, well, I'm kind of I'm. This is what Laura tells me, I, and I, I feel like I can I can trust her judgment in this case. Sure. Anyway, where were we going with all this? Well, so uh, oh, me, this is the this is the Disney scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. Can I talk yeah. about tits for a while, though? Can we talk about boobs for a minute, for a second, for three seconds? Sure. Yeah. So first, yes. let's let me just real quick. Let's go back to Ariel and the scantily clad Ariola. Ariel. <laughs> so on the one hand, there's probably somebody at Disney's like, you know, if you make this a little bit suggestive, then dads will watch it too, right? And we did show why my son, we watched uh, Little Mermaid, and I'm old enough now that I didn't, while I know how sexy Ariel is, I was more amazed at how technology has changed from then to now in such a short amount of time. Like I'm watching this cartoon, which at the time was like, oh my God, and now was like, Wow, that's old school, right? So, um, but yeah, it does seem really old school. But, but in a way that, by the way, just as an aside, even though it does seem very old school, it seems like so handcrafted and yeah, um, it's still it's still consistent and human. Like yeah, it's it's not it's not kludgy. It's like you're looking at you're still looking at a piece of art so to speak, right? Totally. But um, what I was going about about Ariel being kind of pseudo-sexy, I think that there is this, see, there's this really, really, really fine line between sexy and innocent, and that's because our society is super-duper fucked up, but that's the way it is, right? And so in order to show what kind of innocence, especially in a coming-of-age story where a girl goes from being, you know, the sort of confused, she thinks a fork is a comb, life to falling in love, you you have to you have to ride that, or otherwise people aren't going to buy into the fact that she's becoming a woman, right? So it's you know I give them a yeah. little bit of little bit of ground right there. It's not like they showed penises or, or boobs or anything. Um, you know what? I, I would like to kind of take a different angle on that really quick because yeah, yeah. what I noticed when I was like, oh my god, she's such a sexy girl, uh-huh. like she's such a sexy woman. Uh-huh. Um, it, I reflecting on it even just like seconds later i realized what they've achieved here actually i don't know if it's an innocence the line between innocence and sexiness that they Uh achieved yeah i think they achieved this mannerism of of charm that that i feel like only femininity you can only get through femininity they were able to capture that humanity right yeah. And made and made me respond to it in that way. Like she seemed really human and yeah. and attractive yeah. in a a way that's difficult to describe. And yes. so they their their art was reflecting life in a way that was so accurate that my first response was like, oh wow, she's so sexy. Like I'm so attracted to her. Yeah. And then a second later, I'm like, wow, how did they do that? Right. 
Well, I mean, definitely so. we could we could make the point that we live in a society. Isn't that supposed to be like a meme when you say we live in a society? I don't know. I'm old. Uh, we live in a society that teaches us things that we're supposed to recognize as sexual. Uh, the idea being that once they learn us this, then they can show them to us and they can earn money through, you know, ad sales and all this stuff. Right. So like she's got like I said, she's got the hair. She's got the button nose. She's got the curves. Um, but that charm thing you're talking about, I mean, it, it, it's not for nothing. I mean, as soon as you said it, I, I thought of like Amy Adams, for example, we've talked about her before. Um, she plays two different kinds of characters. One of them is is the Ariel. It's that just sort of charming, innocent, just sort of like you, you you're attracted to her because she's beautiful, but you're also attracted to her because she's charming. And you just it's just it's a happiness kind of thing. Right. You feel like if I was in her presence. I would be happy if I was boning her. Obviously, I'd be happy. But even if I wasn't, it was just, we're just having we're just having a barbecue. We're eating we're eating ribs. Yeah. I would. If I Joe. was boning her, I'd be so happy that I'd make a really intense donkey noise when I ejaculated. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, but. Um, have you ever done that, Jason? Like a big old fucking donkey squeal. Okay, when so you ejaculate. Okay, full full disclosure. Um, yes, but only because I was having sex with someone that I really did not want to have sex with. Um, I mean, I did. It wasn't. It wasn't against my will. I mean, I have a penis. She had a vagina. I was going to say, was there a gun to your head? No, 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 no. But 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 while I was in the act, I was thinking this could lead someplace that I shouldn't. I don't want, and I should take responsibility for this. I need to nip this shit in the bud. And so, yeah, at the moment of truth, I yelled out, hee-haw, and uh, yeah, it backfired. She was into it. So anyway, another story for another time. <laughs> well, um, I mean, we had a whole episode once. It's not on anyway, this Anyway, so Bra- do you remember Braveheart? I do remember that. Yeah, Braveheart. What is it? No, Freedom! Like brave fart. Brave, brave fart. Brave fart. Brave fart. What about yeah, it? so that's when you make a big donkey noise and you fart at the same time. Brave fart. Brave, brave oh, fart. okay, yeah, I like it. I would do that. To well, me, I, on the show we kept talking about brave fart, and every time I said, "You don't know this because you don't listen to the show," but I went <laughs> into the show and I I edited in this really egregious, aggressive sound effect of a donkey. <laughs> squealing and farting at the same time for every our, single time we mentioned it for our it listener happened. for our listener what episode was that do you remember no okay. i'm such a terrible podcaster just because in this podcast episode 171 frustration boner may 24th 2020 no, but no, you no. know what hey hey asshole i mean listener no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just I'm the only right? listener, so I'm yeah. a, I can scream asshole to myself in the mirror, okay? Yeah. Anyway, absolutely. just keep listening to the episodes. You'll run across Braveheart, and, Brave and you'll Heart. you'll run across a lot of other funnier stuff, too. I, I, I promise. I don't want to, um, like, go off on another tangent, but I do feel like Mel Gibson is about as worthwhile as a donkey's um, flatulence, but... Um, speaking of Los Angeles and speaking of inappropriate Disney Oh, wait, kids. wait, wait. Oh, yeah, go ahead. The, the, bra- the Bray fart yeah. was actually part of the uh, the closing remarks montage. Okay. It's actually in there. So, Jason, oh. if you want – if you're curious to hear the Bray fart, it's in there. Okay. In fact, when you heard it, you yeah. actually said, 
what the fuck? Because it's hard to understand <laughs> what it is. I don't think you recognized like what was that sound? Because sure. a donkey, a braying donkey is one thing. A yeah. huge, like aggressive, like clappy fart. Yeah. That's another thing. You put them together and it almost sounds like a fucking chainsaw or something. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we did a whole episode about farting, so I don't want to go down that road again necessarily. Yeah, you know, that old dirt let's road. Let's go back to no, no, I'm not, tits or whatever I'm not, word. No, I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't be talking about farts. I'm not trying to censor you, dude. Um, I'm trying to suggest that you should censor me because I'm going to go down that old dirt road just now because I was saying, like, how awesome would it be to have, like, ribs with Amy Adams? Like, honestly, seriously, genuinely, if you said, hey, we're going to let you hang out with Amy Adams, but you can't have sex with her. I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to have sex with her. I don't because she would be really disappointed in me. I want her to think I'm cool. So no sex. Let's just eat ribs. That would make me so happy. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Joe, this is my, this is my point. If we're hanging out and I'm making jokes, she's laughing and she's telling me stories and I'm laughing every time and she rips one, do you know how preciously like, like that means she, she's comfortable with me. When people, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that like what Ariel should have done. Ariel should have done this. Instead of like like going to canoe and having some crabs and fish and shit, singing songs about how you got to kiss the girl, she should have let one rip. First of all, she would have enjoyed it because she never had um, a human ass before, right? She had a fishtail. So now she's got a human ass. And she lets one rip. And the dude's like, oh, we're you, you're comfortable with me. And then he lets one rip. And the rest of the, the, rest of the cartoon could have been just ripping farts. That would have been, wouldn't that not have been a great cartoon? Joe? Yeah, I would have enjoyed it. That it's funny, so as soon as you said Ariel ripping a fart, though, this is the image that went through my head. <laughs> a bunch of rising bubbles from the deep, and then Ariel twirling up through the rising bubbles, and you hear, <laughs> That's what I saw. So, 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 with that in mind, and this isn't a fart show, but I may call today's show Ariel ripping a fart. I don't know. Um, with that in mind, inappropriate Disney tits, right? Um, the, um, the, 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 the Disneyland is in Los Angeles and Los Angeles uh, hypersexualizes everything, especially women. And I'm not trying to say I can read into the psychology of the ladies who walk around with these these boobs that are that are on display. But if you've been raised to believe or you've been um, taught to believe that you only exist as a sexual being and the way you can display that is through your boobs, right? Because some people, right, they wear, you mentioned it, heavy metal t-shirts and some people wear, you know, hats and some people, you know, what fucking quote, quote Shakespeare and shit, fuck, I don't know. So if, you're, if you've been told you exist because of your big ass tits, then when you go to Disneyland, you're not thinking, hey, I'm going to make some 15 year old kid who's fighting with his sister horny. You're thinking, I'm going to be me. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it is a bad thing that they've been conditioned this way, sort of. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's a bad thing that they want to do this. And, 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 and I, I know this is true for you too, Joe. I know this is true. If somebody walked up to an IDT and said, that's inappropriate, put on a robe, you're disgusting. I know you would just jump over there and say, shut the fuck up. She's a human being. She can do whatever she wants. You're an asshole. Also, you stink. Also, I bet when you yeah, watch... That's true. 
Little Mermaid, you freaking jerk off and then go beat your dog. Anyway, <laughs> we just thought it was funny, inappropriate Disney yeah, tits. No, you know, yeah. the psychology of, of any woman that does that, Laura would, would tell you that there are some women that just, they, they know that there's power in flaunting Absolutely. your big awesome tits. Yeah. And, and so that's what they're doing it for. Especially if you see it, Laura would say that if you see a, like a metal chick that's doing that, yeah. it's like, it's kind of a power move and Absolutely. they know that they're like, they're, they're almost like being intrusively sexy in the situation. Sure. Sure. Um, but I, I get where you're coming from too, where it's like, look, if, if, if you've been conditioned that your self-worth is kind of dependent on your sexiness, then <laughs> flaunting your tits becomes a, a normal thing to, yeah, to just yeah. put on display your self-worth and make sure that your self-worth is, is known. So, yeah. you know, we could, and there are probably many, many other possible explanations Absolutely. as to why yeah. someone might flaunt their tits at Disneyland. Right. But we just thought it was on the surface a funny thing. I, I don't disagree with you. It is. It is absolutely you know, when, funny. When it comes to just social norms in Disneyland, like to be able to make out the full, you know, shape of an unbroad boob sure. under a heavy yeah. metal T-shirt um, as it swings and jiggles back and forth. Like, well, OK, that's that's rated PG-13 and we're like flat out in rated G land. So sure. it yeah. just well, makes you giggle. It definitely, again, not to go off on a completely different tangent, but the whole idea that we need to protect children from sexualization is fucking absurd, right? Even in Disney, there's violence, but we can't show a tit. It's just dumb. Actually, here, I'm going to pimp for a second. I, I actually believe that, that we should protect our children from from both over-sexualization and violence because it's confusing okay, for kids as fa- they develop. Fair enough. It's you really were... confusing. Like, I'm not, I, I do not think it's okay to have a, some three- or four-year-old watch hardcore fucking sex. No, no, That's no. That's no, not no. good no, for no, them. No. It's super confusing. That's not what I'm talking about. You know as well as I do okay. that hardcore fucking sex, some sort of straight-up porn. By the way, I have a porn story I want to tell you. But. Um, you know that that is an artificial rendition of a thing that they don't understand, and they may they may be taught that that is uh, a normal thing, and it's not. It's fantasy. It's appropriate as fantasy. There's nothing wrong with this fantasy, but they haven't learned the real thing to fantasize about. So I, I'm with you on the same. Yeah, page. yeah, but I'm saying like you shouldn't. It, that's not just because porns portray sex inaccurately. That's because little kids shouldn't watch adults have sex. I'm not. I'm not saying that they should. I'm not saying that they should. But I'm saying that when a little kid sees a gigantic boob falling out of a t-shirt, that little kid is not thinking. That's oh. different. Yeah, that, that little right, kid is right. not thinking, oh, I'm confused. I don't know why I have a boner. Because the kid doesn't right. have a boner. If anything, the kid only notices it because it's... it's I'm totally on board. Exactly. So it's 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 ridiculous that we protect them from boobs. I mean, yeah, protect them from two people boning I, on top of the total that's world. That's why I backpedaled yeah. my statement of inappropriate Disney tits. Because right, right. you know what? All those little kids, they're not only are they familiar with tits... But it is not a sexual thing for them. It's a right. sexual thing for me, the guy with Mickey Mouse ears with a boner. Yeah. Who's like 40 years old over right. in the corner saying to my wife that those tits over there are inappropriate and right. I'd like to put my penis between them. Right. And that's 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 normal. Um, and the idea that we need to, like I said, protect kids from it is absurd. But um, um, I, I do want to be clear that when 
I mean, I'm, I may be defending myself a little too much, especially for a podcast by two assholes who just talk to each other because they're self-indulgent. But I do want to be clear that when I say th- it may be the case that women have been conditioned to believe their identities and identities, I do not mean to suggest that I'm taking away agency from them and giving it to somebody else who forces a meaning onto them. Not at all. If a woman wakes up one day, she says, fuck it fuck it. I like my tits and I'm going to show them to people. I say that's good. It doesn't necessarily have to be the case that she's been conditioned. It could be the case. If nothing else, you and I have been conditioned to look at boobies and go, woohoo. And if that gives her power, more power to her is what I say. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Part of the tits thing is millions of years of evolution. Yeah, part of it. And part of it is also like socialization. Part, that is the fact that it gives me a boner. I don't uh-huh. know if that's primarily some sort of socially constructed phenomenon. Well, I mean, it, it, isn't it, though? Because in the context, no. most no, of the No, me time, getting a boner when I see tits? No, that's not social construction. It could be, because... Because most of the time, when I you... think it might be magnified in some way or accentuated by social norms or how I've been conditioned yeah. socially. But me getting a boner because of a pair of tits, that's that's not a social construction, man. Well, I mean, we're we're kind of splitting hairs here. We're going down the uh, the semantic yeah. route. But but I mean, you have the entirety of your life other than when you were you know, feeding on boobs, the only time you saw boobs, the only time you saw boobs was in a sexual context, right? So it's not just that you were evolutionarily, you know... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not just that you're... Because I am able to see boobs from time to time, like kind of platonically, like they don't have to give me a boner every time. Right. Um, But I'm just saying that, you know, there there is such a thing as as just a flat-out biological sexual response. There, there absolutely is. But at the same time, the fact that you saw boobs at Disneyland is not something that you got from your million-years-ago ancestors, okay? Boobs at Disneyland is That it more... gave me a boner? Yeah, maybe. The boobs at Disneyland is more erotic than boobs in, um, like, a, 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 a shower, Right? Like, you shower with a bunch of women one day, you're like, oh, I got a boner. But you do it three, four, five times a week for a couple of months, those boobs aren't going to be boob, aren't going to be like boner boobs anymore. They're just going to be just whatever, right? They're just there, right? Are you but, talking about like the novelty of the experience and how that might enhance the biological response? In, in some respect, but I'm also suggesting that this is why we can have, for example, men who are gynecologists can go deep diving into a vag. And feel nothing because that's what they do for a living and yet still get it up for the wife, right? There is a difference between those two experiences. And if they saw a vagina at Disneyland, they would probably pop a big one and then go tell the woman that she needs to, you know, take a couple of uh, doses of... uh, Well, we... Of, uh, we are able to inhibit biological responses to a certain degree. Of course, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When did you know. we get so fucking intellectual and deep? Jesus fuck. Let's let's talk about boot. I want to tell you my porn story. Let's switch from Disney. Yeah, yeah. Tits. Come on, shift gears. Yeah, man. I, I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up a few weeks ago or last week or something. I wanted to because I had it in my notes and I never got around to it. Unless I did and I don't remember, which is possible because I got the COVID vaccine uh, number two. Uh, what's today? Saturday? Yesterday? Congratulations. Thank you. And um. 
I've also been drinking a lot of beers. It's something I do for the podcast. I'm not an alcoholic. I mean, I am, but anyway. So I told the story before. I, I apologize. But um, speaking of boobs, porn, right? We're talking about the artificial porn. nature of porn. And on the one hand, obviously, I don't want little children to be watching porn. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. They wouldn't get anything out of it. It, it would be only damaging and not healthy if they were able to see two people in a porn engaging in a mutually uh what do you call it a mutually beneficial loving respectful encounter maybe there's a tiny chance to get something out of it chances are they're not going to because that's what those things are built for right we don't watch porn because we want to see normal we watch porn because we know what normal is and we want to see other possibilities we watch porn so that we can think about porn uh anyway I, i'm trying did you to... have a porn story by I the do. way i just want to say i like to watch people have sex sure well i mean go ahead yeah so i'm, I'm trying to build this up because it's stupid it's such a lame-ass story I and mean, it was better in the context of whatever <laughs> episode we we're on but um maybe i can turn something in it so Joe, have you heard? Look, of- this won't be the 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 first underwhelming kind of punchline to a story. I fucking do it all the time. So it's, it is you know. it is kind of our our, our thing. Um, so you've heard of maybe you've heard of this thing, uh, J O I jerk off instruction or jerk off instructions. Have you heard of this or jerk off encouragement? Have you heard of this thing? No, no, you're just no. you're not the aficionado. Oh, I mean, right? my imagination is running wild. Okay, and I've had some. I've had some. Pretty steamy sexual encounters uh-huh. that I might, I might actually categorize under what your description right there. Sure. That, that for anyway, go ahead. Why don't so, you just explain what? So it is? basically, what it worked, how it is, is that, um, and I'm going to go straight up um, heterosexual man, man, woman here. I'm, I'm not trying to disparage any other sexual encounter, but that's just the my experiences I've been. So. Uh, a woman is on the video and she is telling the viewer, the man, like, um, your your dick is big. Stroke it. Don't come yet. Um, stroke it faster, not stroke it slow. I'm going to take off my bra. I'm going to take off my panties. You know, th- that kind of thing, right? The idea is that she's instructing you or encouraging yes. you or talking you through your jerk off session, right? You're not just watching. I haven't seen this porn, but I understand why it would work. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I've, again, I've, I've, I've. I've lived a, a, a naughty life. Sure. And sure. I've I've been I've been told to do things yeah. by attractive women yeah. in my life and I have I've followed their instructions right. and things much like this have happened to me yeah. in real life. So this is a, this is a genre, I'm guessing. It is. Right? It's a hold up genre like you can google it or bang it or whatever you do and you'll find the thousands millions of videos and and maybe it has something to do with a domination and submission i'm not really sure it could be it could be something the appeal is that um you know it feels more personal because she's looking right in the camera and she's talking to quote unquote you right and, and so it's more intimate in that sense it's more personal maybe i don't know but anyway um, a lot of times they'll dress this up in a scenario of some kind they'll fictionalize it right like um hey um Look at you. Uh, you're here, and I am here, and I'm. I need help with this thing. And oh, look, you've got a boner. And like, oh my God, that's that's must be embarrassing for you. Why don't you take it off your pants and jerk off, and I'll show you my boobs. You know that kind of thing. Like fictionalize it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They come yeah, with these yeah. fantasies be- because that's what some men do. Like you walk into a room, you see a gorgeous babe. You're in no way whatsoever going to 
um, suggest anything out loud, but your imagination runs wild. And you're trying to think of a scenario where she would say, hey, pop your dick out. I want to see it, right? Because men are dogs. Anyway, so I'm watching this one. Which I've is, seen some stepmom porn that is a lot like that, too. And, well, and yes. we could probably have a whole episode on the phenomenon of stepmom porn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. But anyway, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'll no. just help you out with it this one time. Oh, I caught him jacking off, but oh, maybe I can just help. Maybe yeah, exactly, I can help yeah. out. And I'm your stepmom. Oh yes, my yes. god. Anyway, I, go ahead. Not to go too deep into it, but I think it it goes down to especially men like myself who have been conditioned to think that their sexual urge is somehow. Um, is somehow uh, egregious, right? Like to to, to suggest shameful, sex. not not shameful as such, but like to to say to a woman, "I want to have sex with you," is somehow it's 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 too aggressive. And so when someone else can take control of the situation, when the stepmom says, "Like, look, I'm an authority figure. I'm your stepmom, but I'm your stepmom. I'm not related to you, so I'm going to show you my badge. You jerk off. We're good to go." Right? It's it's a free pass to to, to feel like. Yeah, they take responsibility for it. Like, I'm the one who asked you to fuck me, so you don't have to feel bad about... Anyway, we're reading way too much yeah, into this. Yeah. The point is, is talk about underwhelming. So I'm watching this J.O.I. where this this gal comes in and she sits down and she's she's dressed fairly modestly. She's got a, a, a sort of a, what do you call it, a summer dress, right? It's it's flowery pattern. It goes below her knees and, and there's not a lot of cleavage. And, and she's got nice hair and she's got makeup on. Not too much, but just, you know, the amount that suits her face and uh, everything. She sits down and she's talking about how she's she's waiting for my mom, right? Her and my mom are going to uh, go to a show or whatever. And I'm sure they picked that scenario specifically because there are guys who are like, wait a minute, you you said mom. Now my boner's bigger and I'm confused, right? Whatever. Point is, um, she's talking about this and then she's like, wow, I've known you for a long time and you've really grown and gosh, you're sexy and, you know, your mom would probably kill me if I did this, but I kind of want to see it, right? And it just builds up and builds up, builds up, right? Until she's naked and jerk and she's, you know, twirling the ditty down there and you're whatever you're doing and then that's that, right? You're with me so far? Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Okay. So here's why I brought it up. <laughs> I've watched this video more than one time because I like it, but... I was she, almost two with you, Jason. <laughs> a little bit. She, this particular uh, actor, she is, she's got this really pronounced Wisconsin accent, right? So it's like the whole time she's like, I want to see your cock. cock. Boy, your mom would be oh, mad wow. if I saw your cock. Jerk your cock for me. And it's just the entire time she's doing this. So like ooh, part of me. Oh, I'm going to make you come. You betcha. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's so it's 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 I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's on the edge of absurdity, but somehow makes it more wholesome. I don't understand how it goes. But she's like, yeah, I want to make you cock. I want to make you come. Show me your cock. Cock. She keeps saying cock. Cock. And it's just, I don't know. That's what I want to tell you. That's the story. It's just a stupid story. But yeah, I just, I don't know why. It's not like I necessarily. No, this, this is good because what I want to do is really, I, I'm having a hard time pinpointing the Wisconsin thing. Was I doing it right? Yeah, I was yeah. Thinking it's, of it's, like, it's that kind of thing. You know, it's, you, you could call it Minnesota. Ooh, you call it Wisconsin. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, you exactly. Betcha. You like could call it even Chicago a little bit, right? Is that, that it's not Boston, obviously, but it's, it's akin to that. Anyway, it, it's just. Somehow it adds a dimension that I know the writer, director, producer, uh, uh, cameraman, the actor herself. I know they didn't 
in 10, it's just, it, it comes across and it just adds a little, see, here's the thing, Joe, I'm telling you, this is For why some I, people, it might take away the sexiness, but I think it might inexplicably, it, like surprisingly add to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be super arrogant and egotistic here to suggest that as a connoisseur, I was able to notice this thing and implement it into you know, the, the pleasure experience, whereas I think most people wouldn't even know. It's just like, oh, look, boobs, let's jerk off, right? So for me, it added a dimensionality that I didn't know was there. And I tell you what, if somebody said, I, I got this really great JOI, but the gal's got a thick New Jersey accent, I'd probably... I'd probably come before I even watched it because that just the thought of that makes me want to go. Yep, yep. I, I feel the same way. Something about and that let me tell you, just turns me on. Yeah, the, just dirty talk. Period. Now, I'm not talking about in porn, but I guess right. come to think of it, I should I should look for if I'm going to watch porn. That's something I should look for because I fucking love that. I'm just saying it. Our listener you out love there. Dirty talk. Yeah, you were saying something earlier about how you know it's something about the eye contact and like you know we're just there's something very intimate and almost like aggressively intimate yeah, about it yeah. that I really like. Dirty talk. Yeah, yeah it's good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. And that's why the whole JOI thing. You know, I've gotten myself into into circumstances where it, it's like that because you know, if you're into dirty talk and you you end up having moments with with women that are into dirty talk too, you know, yeah. stuff can progress into role yeah. playing. Absolutely, uh, JOI yeah. in real life. I I have not been the um, recipient of very many lap dances, but I've had a few in my life, um, uh, and. I can tell you that the moment there was this one that I will never forget. Uh, her name apparently was Alex. I don't know if that's true, but whatever. And she was, uh, I, I guess I'll describe her. She was, I, I think she was six foot three. She was really tall and, and her body was perfect. And she had this white bikini on and it was just, uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm starting to. Mel here. Um, I could actually hear you drool right there. I'm drooling. So she did all the stuff she does. She's rubbing her her butt on my crotch and she's sticking her ass in my face and all that was great. I'm not complaining. I love I loved it. It was you know I had I had a diamond hard hard on, but <laughs> two things happened. I said I said her name once. I said Alex and she goes Yeah baby and that Yeah baby was like oh. <laughs> Oh, geez, I almost came up my hands. And then the other thing is like she turned That's around. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. It wasn't boobs. It wasn't vag. It wasn't even something necessarily like it, it, it wasn't penis in vagina. It wasn't ejaculatory. It was just so intimate. I, I can't explain it. I, I really honestly get why people say don't go to strip clubs and get a lap dance because it's cheating. That Yeah. And then the other thing was when she turned around and she breathed, she didn't blow. She just breathed in my ear like she was just breathing. That's it. Like, I don't know if she did it on purpose. And the only thing that kept me from completely losing it is that she smelled like leek soup. I do not know how to explain this, but she did. But otherwise, that, that breathing in my ear was just like... You know? Was and, that a mitigating factor? The, the leek soup? Well, it, it was something I remember, right? And, and, and it may be oh, a thing okay. that I was desperately grasping at so I didn't lose control completely, right? I'm the one, I'm I'm the sort of like weak-ass coward who goes to get a, uh, a lap dance and sticks his hands under his ass so I'm not accused of touching the, the, the dancer, right? 
the, the okay. and and she was yanking my hands out from under like my ass. thinking about baseball but then like the the baseball bat becomes a penis the baseballs oh, I... become a set of nuts and then all of a sudden <laughs> you know it's up somebody's butt i don't i don't thinking about that. baseball here i don't i don't get that it's like people say oh i'm gonna think about baseball so i last longer it's like no no why would you do that I mean, if you're gay, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Thinking about a bunch of men in tight pants running around bases, if that's your deal, go for it. It's all good. Sick. But me? No. I'm thinking about them tits. That's what I'm thinking about. It makes me come faster. Fine. That means I get to play my video game sooner than I would have otherwise. Who cares? Anyway, point is, is that, like well, I we said. Went, we went, oh, go, go ahead. What is the point? I just said the point is, is that all of this stuff, all of these these things we're talking about, the eroticism comes not from the overt nipples the the boobs falling out of the shirt the 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 you know the badge on display whatever it comes from those other things that go with it that enhance it that give it an extra dimension right if if you said here here's Amy Adams she's laid out on the bed she wants you to do her I, I would obviously and there's no lying to that but but if I had to choose between just that kind of stark experience and hanging out with her and eating like burgers and talking about like I don't know fucking like uh, Disneyland or whatever, I would choose the latter because that would be so much more enriching and, and, and multidimensional and, and fulfilling. And yeah, I would later go home and thinking about, remember that time when you were hanging out with Amy Adams and a little bit of barbecue sauce ran down her chin? I'd jerk off to that. Absolutely. But point is, Joe, I don't know what the point is. Um, you, you will be happy to know that your Amy Adams story about how you would rather just hang out with her and not fuck her, but then you would go home and maybe jack off about it. Yeah. You've talked about that on the show before. <laughs> that exact same story. <laughs> it's amazing because that I just think it's 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 so representative of this feeling that you have about yeah. things, about sex and about the the charms of, of women and the and yeah. intimacy yeah. itself that and it was it was fucking Amy Adams too. It was well, Amy Adams. She's it wasn't amazing. a different woman. She's amazing. Yeah, Not she only is. does she play she's the amazing. charming woman that you just can't help but fall in love with, but she also plays the super depressed, dark, like just like the world is shit and she's got dark circles in her eyes and I'm just like, oh they're so charming. Yeah, she can play like a frazzled oh yeah just like uh, haggard young woman yeah no she's she's the bee's knees yeah absolutely yeah Um, she really is she's amazing she is um i would like to change the subject i think that's a good idea we've been talking about disneyland and porn for 48 minutes well here's the thing as things are opening back up again, right? You mean in the in the COVID almost COVID nineteen? Yeah. The numbers are are getting a little bit better, and yeah. and things are business capacity is going up, and um, this is a good thing, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And so comedy clubs are going to be coming back. They're kind of I think they already are. Now they're okay. going to start having shows again, right? Comedy clubs. Excellent. And I don't know if you remember me making this declaration. I lied. To a certain degree, but <laughs> I I started pandemicizing songs. Do you remember that when the I pandemic do. hit? I did one too. Yeah, we both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah. You you joined right along. In fact, yeah. you might have done yours first. I can't remember, but we uh, we're pandemicizing yeah. songs. Yeah, and you know we did the toilet zone. And- Tell me, I'm shitting into this toilet. We did, you know, don't socialize. Don't socialize. It's right outside your door. 
that was one yeah. that was one of yours and then mine, yeah. um th- there were more there was oh yeah you know you can't suck dicks which is like you know no hummus no knobbers no double blow jobbers no fellatio today can't suck dicks please don't suck two dicks at once in the because, middle of a pandemic that's right. not safe right right um and i said look i'm gonna keep pandemicizing songs until until things get a little bit back right to normal you know until we start moving out of this thing right and of course, by Christmas, I did the bitch that stole my parking spot. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the rapist pedophile. I yeah. guess you could say that Grinch obscenitized song was pandemicized, but now I, I can't, you can't shoehorn some sort of like pandemic theme into that. That well, was just, it was an obscen, it was obscenitized song, right? Yeah. So, it's, I mean, the pandemic, COVID-19, is part of our culture now, so it's going to come in to things that you do. It wasn't the sole uh, subject of the song. So I get where you're coming from, yeah. Anyway, so I, I lied because I think I've done some songs that weren't just about the pandemic. And I said, yeah. and then I'll get back to fucking your mom songs <laughs> and yeah. dick in your butt songs, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I'll get back to it after the – when the pandemic starts to kind of wane – a little bit. Right. Well, we've got a song about sta- uh, stand-up comedy, doing stand-up comedy in the comedy clubs, how difficult that is. Um, but this is an old song. So I'm, I'm kind of – I want to come out of the pandemic um, by presenting an obscenitized song, a pre-pandemic obscenitized okay. song. And it's just about it's about stand up comedy. It'll okay. kind of change the change gears a little bit. Go ahead. Oops. I guess it started. Is that too loud? Ah, fuck it. Oh, it's good. You used to work at the comedy store, but nobody thought you were funny. Then somebody offered you some cash if you would. Give them a quick rub and tuggy. <laughs> and now I stuff my penis in your butt crack, 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 crack. You are a whore right now. I paid you 30 bucks and 50 cents. Cause when you fuck me, I owe you money. Comedy's a waste of time. You're better off going south. With my cock in your hand and my balls in your mouth <laughs> my balls in your mouth <laughs> you'll make more money when you walk in the street than telling your jokes to dumb fuckers so now pull down your khaki pants and just reach down to your feet and get ready to earn legal tender Slather your slobber on my nutsack, ack, 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 drool on my chode right now. Stand up on stage or just lay down on a sheet. Sex is easier than humor. Comedy's a waste of time. You're better off going south. My cock in your hand and my balls in your mouth. My balls in your mouth. Mm-hmm. My balls in your mouth. 
That was adorable. Anyway. That should be in should... the in honor of the the reopening of the comedy clubs. Yeah, I thought I'd yeah. shift gears from our porn conversation, a sexualized conversation, into something wholesome, a little and, bit different, comedy related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, the um the, the line in there about how um sex is easier than comedy. I, I don't I, know about that. No, well, I mean, I don't want to disparage sex workers, right? Because. Sincerely, Jane, we've talked about before. I have a lot of respect for them. It's 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 genuine work. They actually Well, I was gonna talk about this before when we talk about the porn. Like these 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 ladies who do these JOIs and who are jerking off, they do something in front of a camera that most people can't do. Right? Could you just like walk up to somebody and start jerking it without being crazy? No. But it's it's you know, there is a there is a bravery there. There is a self-assuredness there that um most people act, and the same is probably true for for stand up comedy. There is a bravery there. There's a self assuredness when you get up on stage, and, and, and you're, you're like, okay, you should yeah, laugh now I, because I this is funny. I don't think sex work is easy, but uh, and and right. and that that song does make light of it, but uh, yeah, no, no, know. no, no, no. I'm not saying that you you're making that you personally are making light of it. I I, I think that the like if I had to say that you know like. You know, what would be more difficult to do? Not more difficult. Let's put it in different terms. What would be harder to get really, really good at? Right. Uh, Which is not to disparage anybody who is very good at sex as if it was an easier run. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just suggesting that the very funniest comedians didn't just do it. And nor did the the very best. um, 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 What's a classy word for horror? Um, uh, Call girl. I'm not saying that they just, you know, boom, go. But there is there is something to be said about how there is a genetic predisposition for some people to be more beautiful than others. Um, that is a socializing thing. It's also something you see every day on TikTok. But um, uh, comedy, I, I don't want to go down that road. We, If we start talking about comedy, we'll be here for another three hours. Um, we have... We have five That's minutes true. left. We have five minutes left. We've anyway, I hope Disneyland you guys porn. enjoyed my comedy slash sex joke because that's that's all it was. And and what Joe is also wanting you to be aware of, we do have a YouTube channel um, where Joe posts mostly our songs, and um, we are going to post this song as soon as I make a image for it, um, because you know he he does the songs. And then I make a dumb image, so like he does all the work, but I do a little bit of, a little bit of support. Um, so just so you know, um, do is the does the um, YouTube channel have a name, Joe? Is it just just Cousins or what is? Yeah. yeah. If if you if you search for just Cousins, you'll find all sorts of little clips from the yeah. show that are funny, just yeah. funny moments from the show. Yeah. You will find songs from the show not not all of them i mean we've been doing this for many years now we don't yeah. have the youtube channel doesn't have all of them but there's right. a bunch of songs pans pandemicized and obscenitized Absolutely. and there's yeah. a, just a bunch of ads yeah from our sponsors our sponsor larco like larco and, yeah. and others larco has been low-cess poopies beans larco has been taking the extra step of not only um, doing ads on the show, although they haven't done one for a long time, but also doing ads on our Instagram page. If you follow Instagram, uh, so far they've only done one, but they will do more. Uh, do you remember the one mm-hmm. that they did, Joe? What was it called? What was it called? Um, the one. Uh, Are you talking about the boner robot? Yeah, R two two R two deep two. 
Yes. Oh, the there you go. R two deep two. The the android shaped uh, uh, dildo. He yeah. puts the he puts the two deep in R two deep two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. May the force of five D cell batteries be with you. Yeah. Um, that's right. So yeah, that's what we do. So uh, anyway, we ended up doing. It's a big R two D two dildo. Yeah, it's a big R two D two dildo with a nice sort of backdrop of uh, dancing like robo veins. Yeah, there's some robo veins on there. Yeah, yeah. There's I don't know if the cab. listener gives a fuck, but I've been trying to get into uh, being a better uh, a drawer, an artist, so to speak, and I'm still on a scale of one to ten, a negative three. But you know, it's 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 coming along. I enjoy the fuck out of it, so why not turn it into? I've some... been enjoying your work, and I, we I and it. our listener can can look forward to more of that, especially yeah. on the Instagram page. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're pimping our social media, and about once every about once a month, I post three or four uh, tweet jokes. Right? Yeah, a couple of little bullshitty things. Yeah. Think... Yeah, and we're gonna be just. I'm gonna be posting some of the just. I th- what I consider classics from Absolutely. our to, to call our own shit classic is, is kind of funny, but like we've been doing but it for four look, years. We've so. come up with a lot of stuff over the years and yes. we we're getting more listener now. And so I would Somehow. like for them to be aware of, of some of the, the stuff over the last few years that I yeah. thought was particularly funny. So yeah. I'm going to be pulling from the archives cool. and, and drawing attention to it and posting videos and, you know, yeah, both on the YouTube and on the Instagram page. I think the point is is that opportunity has knocked in in a certain sense, and we are definitely opening the door. And that opportunity came thanks to the irascible Shags because she is a social media fucking genius. And thanks to her, people are finding out about us, and I think that's great. And next time she's on the show, Joe, this is why I bring it up. I want to do a show about theories. Okay, this is the idea. Theories, not necessarily okay. conspiracy, not necessarily conspiracy theories, can be mostly. I just want mm-hmm. to hear theories you have. Like for example, I have a theory about how fiddle faddle got its name. It's, it's my theory. I also have a theory about what happens when you look at your sister's breasts. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about that too. So I have these theories, and I'm sure you do too. Okay. Everybody walks around and says, "Hey, I got a theory about why you're such an asshole," and blah blah blah. So we're gonna do a show about theories. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Theories. Because I've got some theories, goddammit. That you do. And I know Shags does. Shags is one of those people who, like, comes across as, like, fun and and, and happy, and she's hilarious, but she's also fucking smart. It scares the shit out of me, so I know she's got some theories. She does. Yeah, she's smart. I, I remember, you know, a few years back, there was this moment where we had a show about animals. We haven't done that theme in a while. I remember that. And I think we should do that theme very soon again because it's coming up. I even remember the name of that show. I do. Animals. Don't fuck them. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, we're going to be talking very soon on the next Animals episode. God, I can't hear anything but my own screaming in my own face. (laughs) Uh, The Bestiality Boys. That's a cover band. And all they do, Shags will not be pleased because, because... it is all about rewriting songs and the content is about fucking animals. So Do you remember some of the titles? I didn't see if I could look at my uh, text messages and see. They were genius. Well, I, I sent you one, Living on a Prayer, the co- the cover of Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi is yeah. jizzing on a mare. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, it was funny how it, it started off as... So 
I don't care. I don't know if the listener cares, but when I ha- if I'm in a car and I'm bored, I send Joe text messages using Siri, and Siri fucks them up and it just cracks my ass up. And so I do that. And then first we start talking about um, Doggy Schnauzer, the canine reboot of Doogie Hauser. But then that's, that's shifted oh, yeah. into the Bestiality Boys, right? Um, so let me see if I can find some of these. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So you're telling <laughs> yeah, me about I balls? Yeah, I can see you. Go ahead. Uh-huh, um, so there's this thing about that. Uh, Bestiality Boys. Okay, here's where you started. And you wrote, Billy Janae is not my lover. Okay, that one I didn't get. Billy Janae is not my letter, lover? Look, this is what you said. You said, actually, that makes a lot of sense, and it shows why you're considered to be a genius by other geniuses such as myself. Also, you're a genius who thinks I'm a genius, which just corroborates the fact that we're both genii. <laughs> and then I said, Billy Genie is not my lover. That's- and I said, hey, the bestiality boys. It's all about it's songs about fucking animals. And MCA stands for molesting cats always. Right. And he wrote, he is friends, Billy J. Jani is friends with Charlie Brown Finger, who's the DJ for the Bestiality Boys. Um, and I wrote, Billy Joel is not my lover. He's just a man who sings about pianos. Uh, but at least he got to fuck Christy Brinkley. And you wrote, she's an up brown girl, which I didn't catch until just now. And I wrote, no, <laughs> sleep till cat fuck. Um, you gotta fight for your right to <laughs> fuck cats. I didn't see that one. I like that. Yeah, and um, it's all sab- about cutting fucking cats. Yeah, and I wrote sabotage a cat's asshole. And then you wrote, so what you what you what you want to fuck a giraffe? I wrote, what's that album with the boutique in the name? Except instead of saying boutique, you say something. Oh man, I can't think of anything. No, delete Siri. Do not send this message. <laughs> Obviously, she sent it anyway. And you wrote, on that note, I shall return to my work as a mental health chicken. And I wrote, Paul Cat's cute tits. And you wrote, Dogs, Balls, Boutique. And I wrote, Nailed It. And I wrote, The Ass of a Monkey, Let's Fuck a Monkey. And you wrote, Ass Monkey, Let's Fuck a Monkey. Ass Monkey, Let's Fuck a Monkey. And then you said, Pass the Mouse. And then my favorite, yeah, (laughs) that's my favorite Bestiality Boys song, is Pass the Mouse. And I wrote, I'm going to pass the mouse to you. (laughs) And I wrote, I just laughed so hard I farted. And I wrote, did the Beastie Alley Boys ever do a cover of Peter Gabriel's Fuck the Monkey? And you wrote, Fuck the Monkey. And I said, or that yeah, song remember by... Yeah, because I did an song, and it was Fuck Me Up the Anus. That's which right. Which was Rock Me Up a Day. Uh, which, which, which YouTube won't show because of a copyright hit. And then I wrote, or that song by Ted Nugent called Cat Fuck Fever. Or that one who let the Cat dogs out of their rubber fever. simple sense rubber dip suits. I meant rubber gimp suits. Um, That's good. And then we decided, oh, shit, the Beastie LA Boys aren't only a cover band, but that's okay. And I said, not just a cover band, but a cover animals with their sperm band. And you said that's songs right. like Crocodile Cock. And I said, yes, mm-hmm. they cover. And then you said, yes, they cover your cat's face with splooge. That's hard because cats are fast. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and then, and I wanted to, to, to send you something about how, like, the, the Beastie Alley Boys can make a movie called The Three Slooges and but Siri I mean she just and my phone died literally my phone I was on my way to get my vaccine and my phone fucking died so and all the rest of the um, texts are from you Bestiality Boys do a Bon Jovi cover Jizz on a Mare Beyonce cover Crazy in Love with a Muskrat Two Live Crew Me So Unicorny which is awesome fucking Me So Unicorny Me So Unicorny yeah and they're coming up with a bunch more but they all are just parentheses at the end like yeah whole lot of love 
in a donkey's ass or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were just it was like, welcome to the jungle, in parentheses, because there's many animals there that, that you can fuck yeah, a lot. Exactly. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. If you I just use... completely ran out of bestiality voice songs, it's, so it's... I gotta like, I don't know, recharge my obscene batteries or something. It's more difficult than people think. Okay, uh, obviously, Rourke's up is over, so go for it. I stuff my butt with a crocodile cock. <laughs>